Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I went to um, a holiday party with a bunch of comics, and they were like, hey, you've got to bring like a homemade gift or just something random. And I just drew a bunch of dicks on a coffee mug. People loved it. And they're like, who did this? Like, who made this? I was like, I, I, I made it. And they're like, can you make me some for my home? Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. Every episode, we sit down with comedians, sexperts, and other notable people to share the most fascinating stories about love and sexuality. And now we're coming at you twice a week on Mondays and Wednesdays. So tune in. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. Wow. Is this, is this a repeat newscaster? No, that was just newsca- regular <laughs> upbeat Dave. I'm just upbeat. I'm just happy. upbeat Dave. You've never met upbeat Dave? What? what it's are been you, a while. Yeah. Most of us are nervous. We're recording this on election day. So... I'm nervous and also I have a cold. So in case you're like, Sophia sounds grosser than usual. That's it's why. It's just like slightly more subdued, right? What, my voice? Yeah. No, just your whole, your My essence, vibe? Your vibe. Don't worry, like, I'll take over. <laughs> you actually are throwing out pretty big hoops, Sophia vibes. Big hoop energy? Not gonna lie. Big yeah, hoop big energy. Hoop energy. I love that. Okay, so um, we have an awesome guest today, but first we wanted to give an update on our... Blowjob challenge. And what is the update, ladies? Have given zero blowjobs. What? What? Dave, are you surprised? Oh my God. So blown away. Really? Two women in a long-term relationships didn't blow their man every day? Tell me more. Courtney, what about you? Listen, I felt bad about it. A couple mornings I remembered and I was like, oh, this was the second dick today. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And then I like started my day. I was like, I'm not, we're out of bed. Like this isn't going to happen. Oh, but Mm -hmm. um, I did parlay uh the thought of a blowjob into some sex okay where that did may you, or may where, not where have he happened all, otherwise where he did all the work and you just kind of laid back and no <laughs> i got on top for all right the, okay the majority of the time let's go i did the work you did the work <laughs> okay i, I did some work do on jack that. shit <clears throat> that's nothing huh this is nope. not surprising to me no it actually uh i'm sad about it I wish uh, you know I had who's gotten more a sad? chance. The, <laughs> <laughs> the unsuspecting boyfriends. Yeah, we well, didn't tell sad. him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't listening. know. That's he doesn't exactly know what he's why you can't getting. tell someone that you're doing a blowjob challenge. Yeah, you can't tell them and then not do it. <laughs> um, in my defense, our schedules were really incompatible mm-hmm. for the last week. So, this is why I don't guys, believe those bitches. Okay, so seven days, right? That's what the challenge was. Seven. Yeah, days. this was a very like co- pulled from the pages of Cosmo type of challenge, and um, the whole reason we were even talking about it was 
because Sophia we like talking real. about those these things that go viral where a girl I don't even know I have not even seen I one wake of these, up but, every day and I suck my man's day. yeah well just like the the lore the like right the, the lore of like the you know I, I, I was mentioning like Courtney Love Courtney there's a Love, bunch of other totally. women that have said this publicly who are famous the most for attention, secure I think. women but then I was like <laughs> you know what let's Definitely. not judge them let's let's blow before we judge and guess what I judged didn't blow didn't so, blow anything but so. guess guess what the blowjob challenge isn't dead yet there's any of the gonna, men listening right now i'm gonna do it gyps are like oh you're really, you didn't so do many it days oh, really? left. It's blowing my mind we could just how little okay why are you so angry <laughs> you're like crazy angry um, can i tell you something i'm pretty just, good at sucking it's not dick. angry Max isn't like sad i'm not angry i'm just He's like fine. not surprised at all it's funny to me okay Whatever. We're ridiculous for going on the podcast and saying we're going to suck dicks for seven days in a row and then not doing it even one time. Can I tell you something? Not once. It's not dead yet. Okay. It's the timing of the challenge. Prove me wrong. I will prove you wrong. Tomorrow I go out of town okay. for nine days. Okay. If you've never seen a woman suck a dick virtually, you have um, not no, lived. I do not want to do that. No, Ooh, it's not going to happen. Like, phone set i'm not that into it's not the, sex. i used it's to not, yeah. and, sex. and there's no such thing as a phone blowjob nope <laughs> courtney stop making the sounds i feel like courtney's yeah. bad at blowjobs from the sounds it's <laughs> like whatever what sounds is, like she Wade, fell asleep on a dick. dick actually just a big plate of soup is that what what, what it is <laughs> just the whole campbell's situation all right well you guys are gonna do it though right or you know, do you not, not want to make any, no yet. promises or I'm going to do it when I come back because okay. literally cannot Here's do it. Otherwise. Honestly, what I want to do is Tune feel in. guilty about it in a way that just reminds me. It's like my Catholic guilt will keep the idea. Oh, no, I'll do that for you. The, the idea of this <laughs> blowjob challenge that didn't work out alive I feel in like my Dave head. is too invested. <laughs> I know. I know. He's such a hater. Such and then, hater. but it will inspire me to then I'll be like, oh, but I should get some quick sex instead. That's whatever. Good. However, yeah. you get it in. Right. So that's good. Yeah. Which honestly is sometimes a little bit of a task for the same reasons, too, because it's like you both are like busy, you know, if you, like Wade likes to have sex in the morning, I hmm. no, probably normally would have sex at night. So we you know what I mean? We're just like not really at the same. Yeah. Do you guys both get into bed with your partner at the same time every night or mm, sometimes? Not always. No. no. Sometimes they're they're not around or you're not around. Or- also, like he likes to, I mean, it depends, but like sometimes he can't really like do a plan to go to sleep. Do you know what I mean? It's like too much pressure. He's like, oh, I'm just going to toss and turn and whatever. So he will just wait until he's like super tired on the couch and then drag his ass in at like 3 a.m. <laughs> just Luke Cage. Back <laughs> totally. To back, to back. Yeah. Max doesn't <laughs> like it when I stay up and like do anything if he's going to bed. It's like really weird. Does I'm he, like, like, keep I'm like we're not hanging out when we're like asleep. <laughs> he's so weird. He'll be like, oh, but, are, but are you going to bed? I'm going to miss I'm you. I'm like, no, I want to I want to stay up and do some other shit. He'll be like, OK, but, but I'm going to bed now. And I'm like, I know that you can go to bed now. He's like, yeah, OK, but but what are you doing? I'm like, I just told you. He's okay, but I really... So what if he goes to bed and then you don't? Does he like check in on you? He like does. He like comes out, he'll... comes out, like, what, what are you doing? That's really Sometimes cute. he'll come back out and he'll be like, are you coming? But other times <laughs> he'll like fall asleep, but reluctantly. And then the next day he'll be like, yeah, I didn't like that. 
some of my guy friends are gamers and like they were talking about gaming today and i was like man that's that's a whole and your guys you don't have wade's not a gamer no, right who has time no. for that we like play sometimes together yeah. we'll go and like play mario kart for a while to like oh like old stress and stuff. stuff yeah sometimes like my yeah my marriage some of my marriage guys or long-term relationship guys they're like they'll just like oh man i played this game we got the nintendo switch together that was the first game system i've ever had and i got it in my mid-30s <laughs> and so we'll play some games on it together yeah. Splatoon, but it's never like, honey, come to bed. It's like I'm on level fourteen. Like, can <laughs> yeah, you be with no, someone no, like that? No, 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 I had one boyfriend like that, and I will never have another one. It's a too gamer. much, actually. Two, yeah, it's not. I don't have it's not, time for. That. I know, and it's also like, yeah, they're very invested. It's yeah, not, when a new it's game not comes my best out, compatibility. Gotta, yeah. I think they should be with another kind of girl. Anyway, hmm. we have an amazing guest. It Delaney Fisher from the Self Helpless podcast. She also does Dicks by Delaney. Yeah. I bet she could ace a blowjob challenge, huh? Right. Dicks by Delaney is an amazing art. So cool. she makes mugs so yeah. cool. and other stuff. Other stuff that where she draws dick caricatures of people. Simple genius They're so idea. So funny and good. We also talk about yeah, she's in a happy relationship for the first time in a while and. Uh, we talk about masturbating with a Hitachi, so here we go. Hey guys, it's your girl Courtney. You may remember all the comments I've made on my terrible diet. I eat at 7-Eleven, I'm mostly vegetarian. There are a lot of gaps in my diet and that's where Ritual really comes in handy. They are vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. These vitamins are made in the U.S. without any synthetic fillers or colorants. They have this great minty taste. I got super hooked because I am a sucker for a sticker chart. And when they send your first order, they send you this 21-day challenge sticker chart. I love that kind of reward. But what's amazing is I felt so good taking the Ritual Vitamins that I just kept going after those 21 days were over. And I think you guys should give it a try too. Here's the thing is that a lot of vitamin companies make their product to withstand staying on the shelf for long periods of time. And actually what your body wants is something natural that it can knows what to do with. And I have been so happy with my ritual experience. I think you guys should give it a try too. It's $30 a month. They deliver it right to your door. If you forget a few days, you can snooze your order until you catch up. Happiness is guaranteed and I am proof. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. So Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most. Go to ritual.com slash reality. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com slash reality. You guys, yeah, I mean, my intros are just going to get weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> we are here with an amazing guest, Delaney Fisher from the Self Helpless Podcast. What up? You guys. <laughs> you know, Dave, you do something weird every intro. I do. So I'm going to do something weird hey, at the start of every it. interview. Wow, it's weird that I'm the normal one. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I should have just come in with like, hi. <laughs> okay thank Sorry. you so much thank for you for being, being here hey thanks for having me this is awesome well, i have been binging on self-helpless trying oh, to help myself that's so 
awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love, how did you guys start, how long have you been doing it? Like a year and a half? It's been a little over a year. Yeah. We just celebrated our year in June. So what month is it? Maybe it's been a year and a half. I feel like, I don't know what, yeah, what fucking day it is. Yeah, you're coming up on it. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Some yeah. change. There's some change. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a blast. We just, uh, we had started working on a project together like about a year before, maybe not even a year before. And we were just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with that. It was a pilot. And uh, we just loved working with each other and writing with each other. Oh, and we nice. were like, let's just do like a passion project. And That's a real now, fairy tale. Yeah. And it's like something we just felt like this will be fun. And, and now it's like taken on a life of its own. And we absolutely love it. Yeah. Was that shit that you guys would talk about just when you were hanging out? Yeah. Like- Absolutely. We all like, uh, we've all been obsessed with self help uh-huh. uh, for at least a decade, over a decade. And we all had very different areas that we liked. Like, I'm a pretty hardcore minimalist and like stuff like that. Uh, Taylor's really into like wellness and nutrition. Kelsey loves feng shui and beauty and all that. So we all kind of had different areas. And once we started kind of sharing tips with each other, we're like, oh shit, this is it. This you is know what we're going to do. My favorite thing about like, f- following along on your journey is that you guys really have over the past year, like unlocked some crazy shit in your life. Don't you (laughs) think? Oh my God. It's completely changed my life. I really did not think that by starting a self-help podcast. Well, we started it mostly as a comedy podcast in the beginning. We're like, oh, let's just, you know, it's going to be comedic, but let's really just talk about self-help and fun tips. And now I feel like it's really changed where it's more self-help based. Obviously, there's comedy involved. Just, yeah, you're you just know. funny people, but right, like, but like, you do stay pretty on topic and like... It yeah. Yeah. Is- we, we have experts on the show. We do a lot of research. We, you know, we've all like cried and revealed a lot of shit from our lives. Like I, I'm, we're all very surprised how serious the podcast has become, but it's, I mean, it's completely changed us. Yeah. Would you say that you've helped yourself? <laughs> I would say we've helped ourselves and each other and uh, hopefully a lot of other people too. <laughs> Am so, I wrong? Does, you had Brian Regan. We had Brian oh, Regan. The, I was so he jealous was when I saw that. Amazing. Yeah, he he's is, my god. He's even nicer than you think he's going to be. I was like blown How away. Like wow. Yeah, I know. He seems like the nicest he's guy. He's just like a nice dude. Like he. I w- we were all very nervous to meet him. Well, Taylor had worked with him before, but Kelsey and I were really nervous to meet him because it's fucking Brian Regan, right. like Jesus. Yeah. And no, he just hugged all of us right away. He gave, gave us a tour of, of his like apartment palace in the sky. Um, and yeah, was just like so sweet laughing at all of our dumb jokes and stuff to make us feel comfortable. It was like, it was a dream. Oh yeah. That looks so cool. It was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Oh, amazing. He was awesome. Yeah. What are some standout interviews that you would say, like, if if I was like, name some some top moments yeah. that are outside of Brian Regan. I yeah, know that's hard. Totally. We just had um, a really great... Uh, one of our listeners actually called in uh, for an episode. He was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and we interviewed him about, you know, oh, how did he find out one. and what kind of treatments he's been doing and, you know, what it's like dating with it and all that stuff. And that was a really fascinating episode for me. Uh, personally, I just didn't know much about BPD and kind of just hearing it firsthand, you know, for somebody He's going through it. Um, we had a great nutritionist on the show recently, um, Alex Catalano. That was a good one. I mean, yeah, they're all kind of all a marriage over the place. and family, marriage and family therapists. Yeah, we had her on to kind of talk about, uh, yeah, couples counseling and kind of like an addiction overview and stuff like that. But 
And then sometimes it's just the three of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of like, maybe like two just us and then two with the guests. So kind of back and forth. But dude, it's a great way to get just like free therapy and free advice. (laughs) You got to do more of that. I need therapy. (laughs) It's been great. Like I'm just, yeah. And nutrition. I can really, yeah. Yeah. We we have the poo doctor on. Do you guys know who the poo doctor is? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I need more about, more details about (laughs) that. More details. So Dr. Anish Sheth is uh, known on the streets as the poo doctor. He's a gastroenterologist that wrote books about I'm sure he loves that nickname. (laughs) Uh, I think, what are they called? He's Uh, coined himself probably. He coined himself, yeah. Yeah. What's your poo telling you and what's my pee telling me? Those are his books out, (laughs) best-selling books. And he was amazing. Like We asked all the just, you know, all the poo and pee questions, you know, that were just really burning. That you think about but have never said anything to anyone. I need a highlight of that. (laughs) Um, Well, let's see. We we talked about, like, is your pee supposed to smell? And, like, what shape is your poo supposed to be? I hope the answer is no. Yeah, it's not really supposed to smell. Okay, good. Which I was surprised by. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just, you know, shit like that, taking one for the team, you know? We're like, yeah, this is embarrassing. Everybody's going to think I have chlamydia We're just going to spend the next 45 minutes asking you about questions about our poop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I picked up enough tidbits Uh, from everybody along the way. A lot of questions. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things that you talk about a lot on the podcast, it will now all of you are in relationships. Yeah. But it seems like you're kind of in, is this your first like, or no, you had a big relationship, went through a break. I'll let yeah, you. You've done your research. My God, I'm so <laughs> impressed. Yeah. I, I had a, like one of those awful toxic, you know, teenage young twenties relationships that we all go through. Uh, like how long? Uh, four and a half years. That's and then, a long one. you know, yeah. that, after that, I just, you know, fucked everybody as you do and dated people here and there, <laughs> you know, a few months on, few months off you know stuff like that so this is my this is like my longest relationship since that the crazy one we've been together a little over two years and you so. seem like super domestic and happy yeah i really never thought i would be because i was like i was the fucking tinder guy i was you know just really crushing through all the dating apps and just ghosting people and hooking i mean i was an <laughs> how did we not go on a date i mean I, I thought i slept with everyone on tinder but i was a fucking i was a fuck boy for sure so i um yeah nobody is as surprised as i am what was great about it like what made you get off the fuck train um (laughs) well i the the funny thing is i was just trying to hook up with him i was not trying to get to know this guy at all i figured oh this this is fine this will do for now and then um you know the sex ended up being good and then he had a good personality and i was like oh i could i could probably keep seeing this person and then it just turned into a full-blown relationship so it was unexpected but i was yeah he was just supposed to be a hookup until i found you know the one or now you're like in the bathroom like honey your poop's not supposed to look like that (laughs) exactly (laughs) now we're like oh so gross yeah basically you know a married couple which is nice which i love it's healthy yeah nice and healthy yeah it's really great (laughs) what feels so different like, what are the qualities of this relationship that are different than, like, the toxic 
relationship do you know what sure I'm to- um i like him you know like that's like the biggest <laughs> okay. like i actually i don't think i actually loved anybody before him i know that sounds so fucking cheesy and gross but i feel like oh this is what it's supposed to feel like where i was really forcing it with people in oh. the past or i thought it was love but it was just like a creepy infatuation kind of toxic you know addiction type of thing so I think it's, yeah, I just, it, it's effort. It feels effortless. Like we don't really fight that much. We get along really well. You know, I'm attracted to him. That's very helpful. It's like, oh, you know, everything, everything was good. Like really Like you take solid. care of it because you think it's like worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when the toxic one, uh, four and a half years, you were not in love. You didn't really like this person, but yet it went four and a half years. How did that happen? Well, I think part, like part of me loves that person, I think. But it was just like we were young and stupid and I didn't know. I thought love was just thinking somebody is cute and, you know, I'm having sex with them. Sure. I didn't really have there wasn't anything of a substance there. Hmm. We didn't even really have anything in common. We weren't even really friends. Like we didn't have any kind of foundation for the relationship. There was You're like, no- now that I think about it, I don't know what his name was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything about him. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was, that was the big difference is like, this was just, it was like based off of just like doing each other, you know, sure. in our parents' yeah. house. Like I, there just wasn't, and maybe exchanging like a mixed tape every once in a while, but mm, pretty tape. sweet. Though. Yeah. Don't you know? lose that. Do you miss that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you and your current boyfriend to go from like hooking up to like, now you live together? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, I feel like it was earlier than I thought it would have been. Uh, we had been dating for almost six months before we moved in, mm-hmm. which I guess is not like, I don't know, it's like the kind same. of a good sweet spot, mm-hmm. I guess. But people were like, oh my God, are you sure? But I yeah, think it they seems were early to me. Yeah. If you, know, if you know, you know, I guess. Well, yeah. I guess so. I moved in. It was like pretty much six months, like six months after we like, were like, okay, this is a thing right. that, we're, that we're doing. And it felt like, I don't know, we're like adults. I don't know. It felt like the right time, even yeah. though it does sound early when you say it like six months. Yeah. I think people were just shocked because it was me moving in with somebody and they're like, but you're, you like to just fuck. What do you do? Like people were like really scared for me that like, I was just going to ruin this person's life or something. Um, but yeah, it just kind of made sense. It was just, uh, you know, this might be shitty to say, but it was a lot out of convenience too. Like I was still doing a lot of stand up, and uh-huh. I was all over the place and I was not going to see the guy more than once a week mm-hmm. or once every other week, unless I lived with him and it just made sense, mm. you know, he split lived that rent. Yeah, exactly. Comic split, style. Split that is the rent. sexy. He lived down the street for like, from my job. Like it all just made perfect sense. It's very LA love story. Right? Yeah. It was just like, look, <laughs> we're like just... geographically. <laughs> yeah. I was so hot for him. Exactly. Yeah. Financially. All right. So like, like all right, you, this is the first, this is the first time you've moved in with a guy. Yes. All right. Yes. So like, what were the things that in your head, like, oh man, like these are things that I do that I've never like done around. Like I do this alone in my apartment. Right. A little self-conscious about it. Do you have any things like that? You were like, oh. That's a good question. Did you, p- you know, uh, I probably should have felt like that, but I just, I just did That's probably whatever. good that you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always had roommates. I've always lived with a lot of people. I've never really lived on my own or with a significant other. So I just like... <laughs> treated him like a roommate <laughs> and like you know i've lived with some of my best friends so uh-huh. i mean uh, yeah this I is it kinda, yeah 
it was it was we were real comfortable really quick that's great but we were both kind of that way which i like that pace i don't like feeling like i have to you know right yeah like i don't i don't want to like walk around eggshells like if mm-hmm. i gotta pull my tampon out like and you're there whatever that's happening you know i know that sounds <laughs> gross but it's no, like no, hey no, no, you that's... came into my space when i was doing something i'm not gonna stop what i'm doing you can leave the room yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm with you <laughs> you know i just feel like that's me that's good that's, me. that's a good way to look yeah. at it yeah so did you grow up in simi valley i did yes what are you from see me no oh, okay <laughs> no but i was curious because it's like to me it seems like close enough to la like maybe that's the same experience but it's not right it's more suburban yeah yeah it's like a smaller town um kind of uh, kind of rednecky which is a little ooh, scary like there's different there's different parts that you kind of want to avoid when it comes to see me valley but um yeah we were i was always like you know 45 minutes outside of la at least so it didn't feel like a you know, we didn't really have like a city feel. There's no like downtown Main Street and Simi Valley. Precocious. Oh yeah, lots yeah. of sex and meth and heroin and weed. Oh, I mean, I didn't, do, I didn't do. I didn't do the most order of, that. of those drugs. It's <laughs> really out of order. You know, meth, heroin. There was some weed. Meth was the gateway weed. to weed. Like the thing yeah. at the end of everything that you used to calm down from all the shit. Yeah, totally, dude. There's, there's nothing to do. I mean, they have a TGI Fridays. So that's about it. So people. Well, you hey. didn't say that. Now I don't no longer feel sorry for you. It's the best of the chains for sure. You're right. Yeah, that was the hot spot. So, you know, people kept themselves occupied in other ways. What kind of a kid were you? Like, what were you up to? I was, I I liked to drink. I started drinking at a relatively young age i was actually homeschooled for most of high school what? yeah Whoa. so i i got really really sick when i was 15 i had like all kinds of digestive issues and all kinds of things were happening and nobody could tell me what was going on and so i did like an independent study program and ended up loving it and just asking my parents if i could just keep <laughs> yeah. doing that and so i would finish my homework i would get up at like you know nine o'clock i'd finish my homework by 11 or 12 and then I had a job and then I would party with all my friends who are way older than me because, you know, I met him at my, my big kid job and we would just get hammered. <laughs> so I was a straight A student, but also a partier. It was like a really, you know. Were know. you super popular? I mean, school? party of one. Yeah, yeah I was the first no, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was number Homecoming one in her class. Prom queen. And king. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> at your job and stuff, because you were younger, were you cool? Yeah. Or was it like. I guess so. Like, people just kind of took me out of their wing, like, oh, this kid's going to be like the creepy homeschool kid unless we, like, invite her to a party. So, That's fair enough. all yeah. of my friends were, like, college age or above. And I was, like, the, you know, 15, 16 year old hanging out with all the 18 19 20 what job did you have uh, i worked at the boys and girls club nice <laughs> oh my so god, god. Like, worked with kids drank on the weekends yeah it's a really That's good plug amazing. they had nothing they didn't know about it but yeah it was um it was fun you know i like i i mean i got all my shit done even though i was partying i saved i saved up a lot of money for college paid my way through school so it kind of worked out college? went to uc santa barbara 
another i know right a pattern i would but i was like the nerd in college like i did not really party that much i had a full-time job i had to get up really early for work i just i had gotten all my partying out of the system in high school so by the time i was 18 going to college i was like yeah i've done this i'm bored now like let's mm, not into it what were you trying to do in college like what were you, you studying or i ended up being a religious studies major so i didn't know what the fuck i was doing basically <laughs> I, I came in as an art major didn't really like that because they were gonna make me do like pottery and shit which i wasn't interested in so i'm like i'm just gonna be undeclared and then i just took a bunch of classes i wanted to take and then um by my junior year i had like the <laughs> the counselor meeting they're like you should really uh pick, really pick a major <laughs> and i'm like okay what should i pick and so they like laid out all my credits and like you have a lot of religious studies units why don't you just do that and like sounds good and then they <laughs> handed me a couple like options like this is what you can you know have your emphasis in and i'm like all right south asian studies that sounds fun let's do that <laughs> and that's how i graduated college <laughs> amazing yeah not a lot of direction not a lot of direction you know all my friends were like communications and business majors and doing all that and a lot of them are just miserable hating life and i just you know i was like i i don't know what the fuck i want to do but i know it's not that so i'm just gonna do classes that i find interesting and then see where it leads me and then when did stand when did you start stand up yeah i started uh, my senior year of college i just uh uh, one of my friends tricked me into taking like a solo performance theater class with her <laughs> and uh, as like an easy A, you know, extra credit, whatever uh, units. And she failed to mention that the final would be performing an original monologue in front of a live audience, which she knew about because she was like one of the theater kids. But uh, and they were all like part of the theater program. So I was the only one that was kind of like not in the know about that. So halfway through the the course we started talking about the final and uh yeah i freaked the fuck out because i was not a performer i was not used to being in front of people did not like it anytime i was so yeah i was not happy but uh it ended up going very well and then somebody from that like performance told me i should um try out for the like the stand-up comedy group that we had on campus so it was kind of like like you know that thing that you hated (laughs) i think you should do that like full time yeah (laughs) like my original monologue basically ended up being like a a set without me kind of realizing it a lot of people were doing very dramatic stuff and crying and like using dolls and stuff which is all very cool (laughs) you know yeah the doll (laughs) thing sounds really cool you had to follow the doll girl yeah And then I got up there and I just like shat on my parents for 12 minutes and oh. uh, did a lot of act outs and just doing bits without even really thinking about it. And then they were like, you should really probably do this. I'm like, okay, I guess so. Let me go try it. And um, I've been doing that 12 minutes ever since. Yeah, exactly. Same 12 minutes to this day. <laughs> it's my closer. So yeah. then over like kind of through the po- or during the time of the podcast, you've been like transitioning out a little bit yeah i have not been on stage in six months which is like oh, the wow. longest i've ever been without it How it's does it super feel? weird it feels amazing it was not making me happy for a few years and wow. i had i felt really stuck in it because i started relying on it for my income and everything and so i just didn't know how to get out of it but i knew i didn't want to like go full on into the like nine to five corporate world like i just mm-hmm. didn't know where i fit 
And um, it was, it was, it sucked. It sucked. It was really, it was, it was a rough period, not knowing what the fuck I was doing and being in this industry that I just didn't feel like I really wanted to be in. Um, I, I don't like being out every night and, and gone every weekend and being on a plane you know, all the time. And it's just not a lifestyle that I loved. And, um, you have to fucking love it to do yeah. stand up full time. I, I, yeah. I totally, but the identity shift, oh, yeah. I totally relate to because like yeah. I moved out here to act right, and also found myself being like, Oh, sure. I love the thing when I'm doing it, but like all these other lifestyle things about it, like I hate auditioning. (laughs) Yeah. You have to audition as an actor. Like, why am I going to do this thing that makes me crazy? And like, you know, no, I don't want to do theater for free every night and like, yeah, whatever. But, and then I found writing, figuring out like how to present myself differently. And like, just it just it was really my own shift but it is such a weird awkward thing it was super awkward because i didn't i no longer like knew how to talk about myself because yeah. i wasn't doing stand up anymore but i like didn't have anything else so i was just like this weird like and the city is very weird in that like you have to yeah. tell a story about yeah. yourself all the time yeah whereas in like other cities you know the story isn't like your entertainment job. It's right. like, oh, what do you do? Exactly. A thing that doesn't require further insight <laughs> or looking into, great. Right. Whereas like here, you know, everybody's like, oh, what do you do? And it's like, well, what do you really want to do or whatever? It's like, well, now I have to have two answers. It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't like my first thing, I have to have another thing. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, you're just like, no, I'm passionate about waiting tables. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It feels good. Yeah. There you know, you I, yeah, like it's weird when, uh, it's weird when you start, like you get to a place thinking that you remember what you're there for being like, I like to act or I like mm-hmm. to tell jokes. Yes. And then after a certain amount of time, you're like, wait, what am I here for? Yeah. Totally. Because like the story that you tell, like after a while starts like changing or getting crazy or like yeah. you're starting to look at yourself through other people's eyes. And it's like not flattering. Cause you feel like, you know, you're competing and running a race with all these other people. Absolutely. And instead it's like, just think about what makes you happy and change your life based on that. hundred percent. And yeah. I love like learning that lesson from you and being like, yeah, now I do my self-help thing with people I love. Yeah. And I'm inspired every day. Yeah. So there is a, there's a, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. So I had been, uh, I had this like side hobby, side hustle for a a few years and it was always in the back of my head. Like when I like get out of stand up or when I like have more downtime, I really want to try to develop this idea more. And I always just put on the back burner thinking like, this is so fucking stupid. Nobody's going to like this. This is so dumb. It's amazing. I, I love it too much for it to be my job you know like we we have all those awful like limiting beliefs about what you can make money from Mm -hmm. and work has to be hard and work has to suck and you know you have to it it can't be easy to make money like all that stupid shit we tell ourselves and uh once i really had enough with stand-up i knew the moment that i was really done was like you know when you have just like a really great set at a great venue everything goes well people coming up to you wanting pictures and autograph and all this shit. Everything was wonderful. And I, and then 
I still knew like I didn't want to be there. I was like, I would rather not be here right now. So that's when I knew I was like, okay, this is the, this is the best it's going to get. It could, you know, obviously there'd be different levels of this type of feeling. Mm -hmm. If this is the best it's going to get and I'm still feeling like I'm out of place and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, something's wrong. So that's when I really were like, I got to figure something else out. So I started cutting down on shows. I stopped traveling for shows. I would only do stuff within an hour or two and then I cut it down to an hour and then I cut it down to like within 30 minutes and it was good pay. Like I was really limiting the stand up to try Mm -hmm. to make room for other things to try to figure out what the fuck I was going to do. And, uh, I finally bit the bullet and decided to, uh, make dicks by Delaney, like a real business. I trademarked everything. I LLC'd myself. I got Tell all. us what dicks by Delaney So is. yeah, dicks by Delaney. So, uh, a few years ago I went to, um, a holiday party with a bunch of comics and they were like, Hey, you got to bring like a homemade gift or just something random. And I just drew a bunch of dicks on a coffee mug and I, you know, was part of the white elephant gift exchange and people loved it. And they're like, who did this? Like who, who made this? <laughs> I was like, I, I, I made it. And they're like, can you make me some for my home? And so it just kind of word of mouth. I started making these like dick mugs for my friends. And then it transitioned. Well, Taylor just posted one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like transitioned into like penis caricatures of people. Cause I had always been interested in art. So I have like a sketching and painting background and stuff and uh yeah have been doing it like as a side thing kind of just like through word of mouth on facebook for almost like over three years and uh i was like i love this why don't why am i not pursuing this it allows me to have the lifestyle i want i get to work from home and create my own schedule and be artistic and handle all the marketing and shit so that's so awesome uh, yeah after six months of like really hardcore planning building the website everything i launched uh over a month ago and uh yeah, it's officially my full time job. It's a full time job. My full time job now is I Dick's by Delaney. I love that story. <laughs> that's oh my the best. Thank you. Delaney, yeah, I, that's so cool. Thank Isn't you. Isn't that kind of crazy, too? You went to college as a, a media. You're like, I'm going to be an art major. Nah, I don't like this. And then here you are. Came you know? all the way around. So weird, dude. It's so weird. And yeah, I love sketching and painting as a kid. It's always my favorite activity. It makes so much sense. Like, mm-hmm. if you just like drown out all the fucking bullshit and noise, you know, from growing up and you just go back to basics of what you like the answer is usually right in front of your face yeah. i love yeah. this yeah you're a badass at making money though oh, that book right such that a totally great book. spoke to you totally yeah i also read that book and was like kind of lukewarm on i tried to read the first one that she wrote oh you are badass like, i yeah, like the I, money one better i like the money one yeah. better too and also like i have that shit with my like my parents are teachers yeah. and like they're the best. They saved a bunch of money, but they also instilled in us this like kind of lack mentality. Yeah. And like that you couldn't do like the, you couldn't pursue comedy and like expect to be one of the people that made it. That's right. crazy. Right. Or like, you know, whatever. I have all yeah, this shit same. that I need, like that needs to be knocked down and I can feel it in my life. Yeah. Like I, I, after I read that, I was like way more aware that like, oh, I have these, bl- I put these blocks out. Totally. It's not it's like crazy. the system that's like keeping me down. It's like part of it's just my own shit. 
Dude. Yeah, there's a reason why, like, if a lot of people that come from wealth growing up have really great paying jobs when they're adults because they're around this, like, mentality that, like, yeah, no, money's great. It's, it's nice to have it. It can be, you know, wonderful. And then, you know, like, I grew up with parents who always told me, like, do whatever makes you happy. But by their example, they were not doing what makes mm-hmm. them happy. And that most people in my family or close friends are not doing something that they're passionate about. So you just kind of, it's like a learned behavior like okay work has to just be work and then you have fun on the nights and weekends right like you just kind of live for that and uh yeah it takes a lot of work to really uh, get rid of that shit and that's what i have been working on with uh yeah i i just officially gave notice to my other job on monday congratulations thank thank you yeah i like i wanted to you know wait it out make sure i was gonna be financially okay and between dick spy delaney and the podcast i'm gonna be making Uh, more money than i'm at my corporate job so i feel like all right you can do it you you can do it like it's possible it's fucking possible i'm getting paid to draw dicks on mugs and salt pepper (laughs) shakers and kids are you listening (laughs) oh my god i've drawn so many dicks for free (laughs) yeah dave you're great at art yeah i know dude if you're an artist you should be making your art and like just find a thing find a niche and just go for it like yeah so i'm a big believer i've learned a lot from the podcast because you know we've had a have we've had to read a lot of books and have mm-hmm. people on to talk about stuff like this and tits by dave Look out. <laughs> here we come tits by That's dave hilarious. titty plates Sister or something sight. right yeah <laughs> um yeah i i want to talk about i think on the last um, I've just been skipping around, but on one of the last episodes I listened to, uh, you talk about your Hitachi. Wait. Oh yeah. The magic that? wand. Oh, phenomenal. Yes. I've never used it. You should, everybody should own one. Everybody. Like, uh, do you have one? No, no. I'm okay. just nodding, uh, it's... because I'm in support of it. <laughs> I mean, it looks like this microphone. It's basically about this size <laughs> and it's, uh, back massager quote unquote i mean sure sure right they all are yeah exactly um no even the ones that say for your clip dude it's incredible that's what i say i am it's It's incredible like if you were gonna have you tried other thing other sex toy yeah type things yeah say like that's a hundred percent number one yeah okay i mean at least for me i know everybody's body is different and Uh everybody you know it's got different stuff going on down there but for me like that just fast hard power yeah my boyfriend was very intimidated when i whipped that thing out for the first time i love it please tell me about using that during sex i cannot even imagine yeah you just gotta work around it that's just like how it has to go every time is that a? it's not every time it just like depends on what's going on because i'm just one of those people that it takes a while to to come unfortunately i have not been blessed um so yeah it depends on like how much effort i feel like putting into myself down there like because you know he's more than welcome to go for it but it's going to take at least 45 minutes for him to like be able oh, to wow yeah i also yeah it sucks and yeah. this is like a safe it really is there's all kinds of <laughs> combinations to you gotta yeah it's got to be the right temperature you get like Just all kinds of shit with the little uh, what do you call them you <laughs> look know, at me look away look at me look away look at me look away you know, when you try to crack it, the stethoscope. Thank you. <laughs> He's just like down there. Exactly. It's a fucking, it's a, it's a process, but yeah, it's great. Cause like you turn on the button on the Hitachi and then boom, good to go in a couple minutes. I, he just leaves. He's I like, I don't even <laughs> need to be here. <laughs> Finally. Go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it just depends. 
but I am also pretty hard to get off and I um am also of the school I think you were talking about it on the podcast maybe it was someone else but that I don't have to get off every time yeah I feel the same yeah I it just depends like I mean I say that but I don't mean it <laughs> I really I'm I not mean just it. kidding no sometimes yeah. I do mean it but occasionally I don't mean it <laughs> because it's like it's if anything it's like w- more work for me and like more focus for me and if I feel like look I just want to have a quickie and go back to watching tv let's just do this thing yeah. I'm cool with it and if I'm if I've had any alcohol of any kind I'm not coming it's not gonna oh. it's not gonna happen oh, wow. I, I got major whiskey dick it does not work down there if I've whiskey been clit. drinking so, yeah. when, so in all your that. years of like uh whiskey clit yeah in oh, all your yeah. years of like tindering and random fucking and- <laughs> Were you not getting off a lot in those no, several years? Most of the time, not. Most okay. of the time, not. Would you not. whip out the Hitachi with like a one night stand or just no. a hookup kind of guy? Because especially like if it was at their place, I wouldn't like bring oh. it with me in my purse. Yo, I dated I mean, a girl. You couldn't be like, look, I don't know you, but generally, most men need a hand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I had a girl that I was I was seeing just for like maybe a, it was maybe like a month, but we barely saw each other. Like we saw each other a couple times. Yeah, and she. Uh, she came over with a toy one time. She's like, "This is I, I kind of need this." And we tried to like incorporate it into sex. And I was kind of younger and and kind of dumb about it. And I was like, kind of my my pride kicked in. And I was like, "What do you mean I could do this?" <laughs> and then like, you don't need this toy. Like I was dumb. And and then I remember she was like, "Hey, can I just like you know like keep this here like in my like nightstand?" And I was like, "You just want to keep it here?" She's like, "Yeah, it's like you know me leaving like anything else here, like some clothes." And right. I was like. This relationship's moving too fast. <laughs> what what toy? What kind of toy was it? She had a little little thing. That oh, she like kinda, a little like rabbit. Or yeah, I guess that way. She had something kind of. She would. It's nice and cute. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was. She like wasn't even trying to threaten you. Sides. She was like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> it'll help us. I'll leave it here." And I was like, "This is moving too fast." <laughs> yeah, mine is like I and have. She said, uh, "Usually, I like to do this with a dog." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like, such a disgusted. dork. <laughs> yeah, mine is uh, enormous. There's like I. I have no regard for men's feelings apparently because i just went that i'm like look this is this is it you does gotta, it go in is it, it doesn't go in no. it just goes on yeah but it's like next to a penis i yeah. mean anybody would feel insecure sure you know? <laughs> sure it's just not there's no there's no comparison no competition what's uh is your boyfriend in he's not in comedy is he he's not is he's he just like, like a, a dude Good it's move. the best isn't that great oh he's so great he's in entertainment finance so he's like in the oh, entertainment great. industry but not in performance or anything like that or yeah so he does like international marketing finance at uh paramount studios good for you yeah and he's from the midwest i feel like i fucking nailed it dude yeah, like, just like a numbers guy from the midwest perfect oh god what a dream yeah. you know you're the funny one yes. he's just supporting yeah. you quietly oh, it's so great let me draw my you know, dicks <laughs> you know it's great he's actually like really funny like he's got a great personality like he's a lot i mean sure he more does, talkative but he's not the funny he's one. not like the the professionally funny one That's if you saying. will but like around people he's like the talker awesome. because i'm just fucking yeah. tired yeah mostly i'm tired of talking usually You're like, yeah. i drew upwards of Perfect. 18 dicks today <laughs> i am exhausted uh, big ones, i need a nap ones. yeah do you yeah. want kids i go back and forth on that a lot i still i don't know if i feel this way in five years the answer would be no uh-huh. but if i change my mind i know you know my my mind could definitely change 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth so much that I like to be really sure about a decision before I fucking go for it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. I'm not sure. And until I'm not sure, it's a no. How do, do you guys feel? I feel I very five. similarly. Yeah. You I have five kids? Mm. Holy no, shit. I was going, what? Oh my God, no. <laughs> he has one you cat. You look like you're 23. I one cat. Yeah, I'm one 20, cat. 23 years old. More compliments today. Thank you. Dave's really feeling really hot. Really getting a tonight. lot of compliments. 23. We'll take that. Yeah. Yes. Do you, so you said you kind of feel like you don't know yet. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you're still trying I, to. I like see what's great about it. And like, I feel like it's possible that like in a, I don't know, five years, especially if my career is in a different place right? that I could be way more open to it or like think that that would be dope or that that's what's missing in my life. Sure. But right now I'm very much like, I don't, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I don't know. I'd be too unsure of like what's on the other side and like, I'm very happy right now. Yeah. And I feel like I have shit that I need to do. Yeah. I feel like until I'm, uh, I have like more mental space to think about mm-hmm. it right now. It's like, okay, I want my business to do well. Like I want to get financially sound and like there's stuff, you know, personal things I want to check many off things my are list. Popping off for you. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I want, there's so much I want to accomplish as like a, just like a person before bringing another person into it. Mm-hmm. That Let the world calm down a bit. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe in five to seven years, I will have accomplished a lot of that and like get that feeling like, you know what? It would be great. I have like the capacity for that now. And I have the savings for that and all that stuff. But until then I'm like, just trying to like, you know, live. Would your dude be a good dad? He would be a great dad, I think. He's kind of on the fence, too. Like, we're both there. I think it'll obviously be a decision that we make together if one person is more open. I think the other person will just kind of <laughs> compromise. Uh-huh. Me and Hitachi yeah. are moving on. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a baby with Hitachi. It's Hitachi Jr. <laughs> You're not going to like this, exactly. but Hitachi's me I'm pregnant with Hitachi's baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's my that's the dream life right there. But uh, if I can't get that, I guess a regular baby. Well, I guess it'll be fine. It's <laughs> a human baby a that doesn't baby vibrate. Really disappointing. After. Yeah. yeah, just a baby giving no birth buttons. to a baby vibrator. Oh yeah, vibrating. no settings. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. She's been in labor for 48 hours. <laughs> no, the baby would soothe itself. When it starts crying, you just exactly. turn it on and it shakes itself to sleep. There you go. Oh, God. It's a whole different Clearly, meaning. I'm ready to be a mother. <laughs> um, oh, no, you make the baby shake itself until it feels better at science. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sophia's going to be a mom soon. Maybe. You're going to be a mom soon? Yeah, she is. I'm not pregnant or anything. But you're you're trying. Uh, we're no. We're oh, you're thinking. trying to get another lady pregnant. Oh, okay. So sweet. That's cool. So surrogacy. Um, yeah. Wow. So I'm not ready, but yeah. you know, no, still that's gonna do it. Dude, that's great. <laughs> well, that's nice. I, I mean, get your to... speech sounded really good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you get to for keep the rest shit of us, tight I down like there. Never, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be fantastic. I mean, watch. My vagina just decides to not work. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I feel like I personally don't know if I would ever be ready. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm an only child. I'm just like used to like quiet kinda, yeah. and like, you know, 
I feel like if you really asked me and pressed me, I'm like, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't right. think that like I should probably make decisions out of that place because mm. it's not also like a place that show that's going to allow me to grow in any way. Yeah. Uh, you know what point. I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like I've already had this for like a longest time. What have I done with it? You know, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like curing cancer because I'm like so free all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I might as well throw a fucking baby into it. I don't know. Jeez, you know, maybe yeah. I. I'll just discover some new shit. Oh, yeah, yeah we will definitely will. The baby I mean, could I be the so. inspiration to cure cancer. Who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Like the baby will cure. <laughs> yeah, there I you can go. Stop doing everything. No, yeah. um, I'll or just. You have just I'll the just one. spike my baby in other moms' faces if it cures cancer. <laughs> You, um, you can get child, out of a lot right? of stuff when you have a yeah, baby. I'm like, sorry. Child. So you, maybe you just have the one, and then just it's the one. Yeah, and that's great. I feel like maybe, but then also, um, I I'm like I just survived cancer like recently, like a year ago. Holy shit! So I know this is not about me. Wow. No, listen, but here's the thing: I yeah. gotta have a spare. I feel like you know. Yeah. Oh At any moment, God. shit can go down. You know what I'm saying? I survived. You never know, dude. That's I had that fucking, good health insurance. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, you say so congratulations much. for yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. It's great. It's fucking great. amazing. I hope uh, I can't wait till my child listens to this <laughs> recording dude. and is like, mom, wasn't mom was pretty different about <laughs> yeah. it. Real, real different. I'm a spare me to the mom. No, no, no. I'm excited. Yeah. For you and me and listeners on the fence and also Sophia, uh, I read a statistic recently that like women who have one child don't experience any decrease over single women in like happiness drop. Yeah. But any number beyond one. There's like I've heard that. A, wow, interesting. Like statistical drop, Uh-oh. like a statistically yeah. significant drop. Yeah. My my married friends with kids. That's what they say. They're like, yeah, one, not that bad. I know. I think people Two. get high right. off the first one. They're like, I could do anything. Two. It's gonna be me and the whole brood. And <laughs> yeah. then they get the whole brood, and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. I've always been fine with like. Maybe I, I'm okay with just having one. People yeah. are like, no, you gotta give it a friend. I'm like, okay, well, why can't it just make its own friends? Like, that's what we should be teaching yeah. it to socialize. It doesn't and need a right? friend. It is, right? It's not an animal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why don't you just like let it make its own friend? A dog. I mean, it's not. Right? <laughs> why do I have to create this person's friend? They don't, just give him some social it's not skills. Noah's and, Ark. They right? don't need to come in pairs. That was something. Be, make babies. Yeah, yeah I know. Friends. That's why people also have siblings in the South. No, Dude, I'm sorry, I the know. South. Yeah. I don't mean that. I love you. Um, but I think it's fine. Just no, to have, here's the thing. I see right? why it's like good because this is going to sound real dark. I'm Russian. Sorry. Go I just feel it. like dealing with death is like so fucked up. Yeah. But probably when your parents die, it's like the saddest thing in the world. By and then like, yeah, if you have somebody else to go through that with you, I think it's like better. And then you can like have memories of your parents together. Right. It's like, I mean, who am I going to turn to to be like, hey, my mom did this hilarious thing. Remember? <laughs> she said to the pillow. <laughs> like, what about to go? <laughs> like, there's no room. 
reminiscing, uh, you know right. what I mean? And you're just like alone recalling shit. That's like sad. Totally. But when you're like, like I see how Max's mom and her sister talk about their uh, dead mom and they're like happy about, not not that she's dead, but they're, they're like, memories. oh my God, remember like this is our favorite song and she used to do this and remember on this day and like they'll la- like make themselves laugh with those stories. Yeah. I'm not making anyone laugh. I'm crying alone. <laughs> You know, but what about to go even darker? What if your sibling dies first before your parents? Was, okay, then you're really had to go fucked, there, right? That's really yeah. Russian of her. See, you just out yeah, Russian me. I wasn't really prepared. There. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> she saw the blonde hair and she was like, she's "Yeah, I was like, this bitch. <laughs> what if you uh, die before your parents? I mean, like, you know, I mean, I thought, everyone in Russia is prepared for that. Um, <laughs> I thought the real advantage of the, having a kid was that when you're old, <laughs> they, take they take care of you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who's sure, going to take obviously. care of Uncle Dave? Like, no one cares. <laughs> Like, do you care yeah. about your uncles when they're old? No. Well, like, I, I'm Send an only child on my mom's side, and then I'm the oldest of four on my dad's side, so I feel like I've been kind of part of both worlds, and there's oh. definitely pros and cons to both, I feel like, but I always grew up with, like, cousins my age and stuff, so I always felt like I had family around my age that weren't siblings that I could be like, remember when my mom did that? You know? Like, we could, we could yeah. probably share those memories, but... That means, like, yeah. you gotta hang out a lot together if you got extended family. Yeah, you gotta maybe be close then, with the and extended family. have family. More than one. If, if, but if not, like my friends are my family now. Max is yeah. close with his cousin. Like his cousin and him are like a year, I think, apart. Yeah, and they're like best friends and like really close, like brothers. Right. So I feel like if you have that kind of extended family, then that's probably the same. They all have the same points of reference. Yeah, totally. But if you only see each other like a couple times a year, probably is yeah, hard not to do not that. the acquaintance family member. Yeah, no. Get. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like my, I'm cl- I'm closer to most of my friends than I am most of my family. Right. Like that's who I. I would like to go to like the old home with my friends. Yeah. Like, you know, we can just all pick the same old, old home. Right. Like, yeah, I go out like that. Yeah. I mean, I used to feel like my friends were my family. And then I got cancer, and then it turns out your family Ooh, is your is actual your family. family. Yeah, perspective. And your friends are just gonna. Some of them are gonna piece right out. Really? It turns you? out that some of your family is not even not your us. family. We're still <laughs> no. Here. Yeah, you, this, <laughs> this is the family. Present mm. company. Excluded. So did you did you experience that? Like yeah, when dude, people, people found are out? weird. Yeah, it's not even personal. People are really? just shitty. It's they fine. just like freak out when they hear the cancer. I word. don't know. They're just shitty, and they're or not in your life anymore. You don't think about it, or like whatever. They don't check in. Never know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That is, that's a fucking, that's like the ultimate litmus test of friendship. Oh, yeah. Right? It yeah. Really like, you really friends know. tonight. Be Dude, like, fucking, hey, guys. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It really takes a couple months Dude, to find out. Weed out. <laughs> <laughs> weed out the, yeah, weed out the people who don't matter. The people who take like two days to text back, you're like, pace. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah. listeners, so sorry. Guys, so dark. <laughs> guys, I'm No, this so is good. I like the dark stuff. Like, let's get right to the real shit. Mm. So Delaney really held up a mirror to this podcast. <laughs> I like it. So you survived cancer. What's your guys' Great. story? Yeah, you guys survive any diseases? No? Pretty What's your deal? No, just trying, to, just trying to survive Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's the worst thing that's, that's ever the happened worst to you guys? <laughs> the worst? Yeah, what's, go first. What's the worst thing? Oh, man. I don't know if I'm... T- I would say there's a couple a couple ones that are tied for first place. Oh, but the most recent one, I feel like... I, I'm not even really allowed legally to talk about on the, any podcast, but somebody that was is very close to me came out as a sex addict and it kind of destroyed a huge oh, part God. of my family. Yeah. Oh. 
but but like that's probably like bad to most people but part i'm of just your kind friend of family or part of your fa- actual like family family family, family 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 yeah but but like i'm not i'm like i'm okay and i i, I kept feeling bad that i was like okay that i learned this but mm-hmm. i guess i'm i'm like i can't really apologize for not feeling worse or more sad about it so that's like i guess that's the most i kind of was a sex addict for a while i get it (laughs) that was like the most recent thing but like that's not even that's that's nothing to compare to cancer yeah i I don't know i don't have cancer i can't beat cancer wait wait you said it was tied though oh uh, oh that's a that's a good point I was like getting cheated on by like somebody you're in a long term mm. relationship. That can really be fucking awful. Mm. More that than ha- once. That happened in my first. Yeah, that happened in my first that four and a half year relationship. Multiple cheatings by that dude. Oh, that sucks. That was brutal. That was like brutal. my first really bad, like traumatic. That really was like the loss of my innocence. I guess I got cheated on twice yeah. by the same person. Oh yeah, 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 same. Huh. Yeah, same. Well, I'm actually more than twice by that guy. It was the same person though that he kept. Did he tell on. you every time? He told me after like ten times, and then that he continu- had done it. 10 yeah, times. and then he had done oh, it, yeah. and then it had continued like behind my back for like oh. uh, over a year. Like he had he had like two girlfriends. It was like a double. Oh it was like God, a double up. life. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever talk to the other girl? I talked to her once on the phone and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then she kind <laughs> of just told me stuff. I'm like, okay. Um, but she knew about me. I didn't know about her. Wait, she knew about She what? knew about me. And so, she was cool with it? Yeah, apparently. Because who knows what the fuck that guy was saying. Maybe he was well, like, we're broken up and this is... So wait, this wait, wait, is wait, wait, wait. When you were... Hang on. What was yeah. the vibe when you was were talking Satoshi to her? Was this... she like... Was she like... <laughs> have so any remorse it about gets it? crazier they ran away to the church of scientology together in clearwater florida oh my god so yeah what's worse than scientology scientology in florida <laughs> so true dude it was a fucking i guess yeah i guess that could be shitty to a lot of people i, I don't know like is that bad it's life so i called her they had ran away to florida together and i did not know that she had like followed in there and so i called being like did this guy just like run away to the church of Scientology? Like, are you with him? Like, what's the fuck's happening? And, um, she was with him and I'm like, how, like, I think I remember asking like, how long has this been going on? Like what's going on? And we kind of like piece it together. And I was like, all right, you know, thanks for the information. Like you guys like deserve each other for sure. Like that. I mean, you knew about me this whole time. I'm just finding You're out like, about I hope you. You guys and Zeno are really <laughs> yeah, happy together. Exactly. Shit. Recently. <laughs> and like, I, I pretty, that was like pretty much it. Yeah. I kind of like got the answers I needed from that conversation. And, uh, yeah. that's not, yeah, it was really weird. Is- so he, did the thing where he cheated on you 10 times. Yeah, at least. Said, yeah. I'm sorry, I cheated on you 10 times. Right. And then continued cheating continued. on you. It was almost like if we had broke up, he went to her. If they weren't doing well, he went back to me. Oh. Or he was with both of us at the same time. Or... Did you have to catch him again? Um, What happened after that? We we ended up... We did get back together like six months after the fucking Xenu shit. That's crazy. I was young and stupid. Um. I think it just, I found out like anytime we were broken up, they had gotten back together, Uh but I honestly don't know if they had ever, 
I don't know. Like he was basically like living a double life. I had gone away to college. And so he had like her during the week and he'd visit me on the weekends. And who knows what kind of information was being passed back and forth. I have no fucking clue. I wonder well, what I'm happened so to glad. him. I don't know. I think he lives somewhere in Portland in somebody's garage is or something. Uh, I don't know. I would assume. I would assume. <laughs> uh-huh. Unless he's got two girlfriends again. Good yeah, for him. I don't who know. Knows? But yeah, I don't know. Someone could be listening to this right now being like, wait a minute. <laughs> Steven? <laughs> is that you? Yeah, it was fucking, it was a wild, wild ride, you guys. So you've come a long way. I guess so. Holy shit. So now being in a happy relationship yeah it's so normal no Scientology no other girlfriend you know it's great what do you guys even do yeah you fucking watch tv like normal people it's amazing well you draw dicks all the time let's not act like you're that normal that's true (laughs) gotta keep it alive she draws dicks for money (laughs) for money totally i understand that this is true well, yeah. this has been amazing. Everyone needs to listen to Self Helpless. Thanks. Order a dick mug. <laughs> Where For what sure. are your handles? Yeah, uh, dicksbydelaney.com if you want to order a, you know, dick mug or salt and pecker shakers or cot glasses. Um, <laughs> Did <I> basically- you <laughs> basically you send me a picture oh of God, your Gannicus. favorite you know c- character celebrity or loved one and i turn them into like a penis caricature so that's that's dicksbydelaney.com uh, at dicksbydelaney on instagram facebook twitter pinterest and then delaneyfisher.com for like my personal stuff uh at delaneyfisher across the board on social media and then yeah self-helpless podcast on all the ways that you can listen to a podcast Amazing. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was fun. I hope you guys liked the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, you better smash those five stars. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a free sex goodie from Doc Johnson. OMG. So send those screenshots or questions or love letters to realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's bites with a Y. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.